The Holy Gospel according to John, the third chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and, you do, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen. Yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. This week, the wilderness we encounter in the gospel isn't one of desert sand or rocks or mountaintops. Instead, this wilderness is a place of not knowing or understanding. For many of us, that can be just as vulnerable as standing in the elements outdoors when we are protected neither by our knowledge or our ability According to the evangelist, Jesus is in Jerusalem near the time of Passover, when the Jewish people remember how God saved them when they were enslaved by Pharaoh. He has chastised the temple authorities for letting the money changers onto the grounds, 
And now Nicodemus, one of the Pharisees, the Jewish leaders who were dedicated to teaching the law, approaches Jesus at night. We don't know why Nicodemus came in the night. We imagine he chose the night because the crowds who had been following Jesus would have dispersed and they might not be seen together. But we can't really know his reasons. Maybe he had responsibilities that kept him away until nightfall. Maybe, as some scholars guess, that was when rabbis taught. Maybe he was embarrassed by his own questions and confusion as he listened to Jesus teach. Or he may have even been afraid of being associated with Jesus because of the spectacle he was creating. Similarly, we don't know if it is 8 o'clock at night or closer to midnight or sometime before dawn. We don't know whether he finds Jesus sitting outside or goes into a house where he was staying. Does Nicodemus wake him up? Nicodemus is himself a teacher who calls Jesus rabbi and acknowledges the miracles he has worked. We don't know if others observe them together. Do they whisper or talk in hushed tones so they won't disturb anyone who may be nearby? Imagining all these different details helps us hear the story anew and question our assumptions. Personally, I wonder what questions drove Nicodemus to find Jesus. We don't hear the questions he brought with him. Jesus acknowledges his greeting, and they start talking about being born from above, and the conversation goes from there. Of course, it's possible Nicodemus didn't bring any specific questions that he wanted answered. Maybe he just wanted to spend more time with Jesus because he was clearly teaching and healing under God's authority. After listening to Jesus, Nicodemus asks, how can anyone be born after having grown old? And because of what he says next about returning to our mother's wombs, we often hear his question as only wondering about the impossibility of physically being born again. But his question is also, what is possible after having grown old? He could have simply been referring to age. The word used here is the same that Sarah uses in Genesis when God speaks to her about the child she will bear. Maybe Nicodemus is simply a realist who wonders about the limits he faces as he ages. But there's another way to hear his question. First century society was based on a household system that placed power into the hands of men. And Pharisees were respected for their knowledge and for their leadership. So having grown old, Nicodemus had not succumbed to illness as a younger man. He was respected and honored. He had wealth. So Nicodemus had a lot to lose 
if he chose to follow Jesus. Maybe what he is asking is, what is this going to cost me? It's a question we hear in the Synoptic Gospels, too. Speaking to the rich young man, Jesus tells him, Go, sell your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. And he also tells his followers, Truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Following Jesus is costly. We are asked to empty ourselves, including our ego, our security, and our independence, so that we may be filled and used by God. Jesus continues talking to Nicodemus, drawing comparisons between things of the flesh and things of the spirit, between earthly and heavenly and then Jesus describes God's love for the whole world, saying God's desire is not separation or condemnation, but life with God and salvation. It's not clear that Nicodemus ever gets it, but he stays and he listens to Jesus. He recognizes God's presence in him. The Pharisee doesn't flee from this wilderness of unknowing, retreating to the safety of the familiar. Instead, he takes a risk. He draws near to the divine, and he trusts Jesus. Throughout Lent, as we explore the wilderness, may we also risk drawing near to Jesus hearing the invitation to bring our questions and our wonder, may we learn to listen even when we cannot find neat or tidy answers. And most of all, may we know that God loves us with an expansive love that makes room for our unknowing. Let us pray. Holy God, in our wilderness wandering, we lift our eyes to you, thankful for the depth and breadth of your love for us. Encourage us to seek you any time of day or night, confident that you invite us just as we are into life with you. May the wisdom of your spirit guide us to bring about your kingdom here on earth. We pray in your holy name. Amen.